0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this The Legion of Myth weekly live stream, episode number 157. Come at ya, the 7th of ARP 2018. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You I got. You. You can't I am enough. Alex Garth on Harsh, and with me, as always, is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer.
1: I hope we find you well, and I hope I hope Max has been shame for that awful abbreviation for a common month.
0: I Happens have once no a year. idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> the month. Of
0: I have enjoyed the month of Arple since I was yo know, a young boy. <laughs> What do we got going on today? All right, let's talk what we have going on today. Uh, we're gonna have heathen dog. Heathen dog. But I hope you're prepared for this heathen dog. You're gonna be talking oh, about yeah. Rifts, a Palladium RPG.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: As part of your whole uh, talking about Palladium segment uh, and how their system is so universal.
1: That's right. And I'm yeah, gonna uh, start with Rifts because it's the most popular. But I'm I'm gonna go through at least two or three.
0: Yeah. You know, different
1: yeah. different yeah. Palladium systems.
0: All right, and then in Garthons' comic book, we're going to talk about Marvel two-in-one number five, Batman White Knight number seven, The Amazing Spider-Man number seven ninety-eight, and the RNG. We're going to give you a quick peek into Garth and Dog's YouTube subscriptions. Things we subscribe to on YouTube, things we think guys we think are great, and we think you might enjoy as well. Yes, personal, not not
1: Legion of Myth affiliated. These are our personal uh, people that we subscribe to on YouTube. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. But you know what? If you enjoy the things we enjoy, you might enjoy that. If you don't enjoy the things we enjoy, we wonder why you're here. But you should be here anyway, even if you don't enjoy it. Tell us why you don't. Comment, subscribe. All right. Uh, We want to give a special thank you to all of our top subscribers. We really do appreciate it. As always, we thank you for your support, which helps keep us rolling like we are doing now. So thank you all very much through all the wonderful ways you're doing it. We do appreciate it.
1: Ouch. Eh, Awkwardly worded, but all right. How so? Eh, It's not a little porny.
0: That's all all right. All the ways you do it. That's, hey, you bring yourself into that conversation. <laughs> this live stream slash podcast is like that dark forest on the Yoda planet, whose name first Digoba. Yeah, when you walk into the dark forest, the only thing evil in there is what you bring with you.
1: Mm, I brought the porn with me.
0: you did. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, I brought the ter- I brought the uh, British humor references and you brought the porn. So, <laughs>
1: So so I'm going to fight an evil porn star And you're going to fight John Cleese?
0: Pretty much It's going to be a bore of funny okay. walks Okay. Doctor Who commentary <laughs> uh, As always you can like, subscribe, or comment To this video and all of our others Let us know what we're doing right or wrong And we'll tell you why you're right or wrong So hmm. <laughs> that's what we'll do Let us let us know everyone As always we do appreciate it Thank you very much Thank you Yes you can support us as always through Patreon Streamlabs direct- Um Um Direct through PayPal, getting our gear and being awesome at shop.spresher.com or cheering us through Twitch. But let's talk about that later, later, because right now we're trying to talk about the disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinion of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. So thank you for understanding continued viewership. So now, everyone, let's talk talk about why we're really here. Is the world really real? Is there a multitude of things out there? Do they all leak to one plane where the Splugorth are going to eat our brains? To answer that question, He the Dog is Talk Gaming Fundamentals, riffs Ultimate Edition. Yes,
1: thank you very much. Now, I'm using the Ultimate Edition here because that's the one currently available. I personally have the old edition. Right here?
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. That's why I talked to this uh, Blue because that's who's on the cover. It's, uh, yeah, that's one of the Blue Gorth slavers.
1: Yeah, yeah, on, on the cover of this. On the, on yeah, that the cover edition. Of the Ultimate edition. I think that one... I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I, I want to say vampire intelligence, but I'm not sure. I don't
0: know. You're probably anyway. right.
1: Yeah, anyway... Uh, I mean, I'm doing riffs today because it is the most popular of the uh, of the Palladium systems, and you're going to see why in just a minute. Before that, let's get to the particulars. And the publication date for the first edition, which is the one we have, is 1990. The Ultimate Edition, the one you see here, is 2005. Now, the differences are uh, the Ultimate Edition has more content, uh, whereas the the original edition, you had to get a lot of the source books. Some, some of the source book material is in the Ultimate Edition book, so you don't need to buy any more books to get more content. That's pretty much the difference. They didn't—they didn't make any gameplay adjustments, nothing like that. So that's great. And of course, published by Palladium Books. And for the price, well, uh, the core book PDF you can get, uh, and the links are in our, in the uh, uh, description if you're watching this YouTube, and it will be in the credits uh, afterward. Uh, around twenty dollars. Uh, if you go to eBay to get a physical copy gently used it'll be around 30 but if you want a brand new star spangled copy from the palladium website that'll cost you 40, 42 42 dollars
0: and if you want to support the company that would be the way to get it or the pdf
1: right right the pdf or the, or the or the physical from from the company will will do just fine
0: i assume they make more money personally off the pdf you know
1: perhaps i i well, don't, you know don't got to pay
0: for printing costs it's already made okay. you know
1: that's true it, it I guess it depends on the on how many you make at a time. I don't know. Maybe get this
0: close I don't know. Anyway,
1: let's talk about the world of riffs Now, it starts off. The world ends. Yeah, no, that sucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they don't really know what happened or how it happened because records from PA or yeah, uh, no, that's post apocalypse. From pre-apocalypse, I forget what they call it what they abbreviate that to. Are shoddy at best because the world got wrecked. All right. Now, what they do know is humanity was in a golden age. There was uh, great advancements in uh, uh, genetics, uh, technological marvels, uh, space stations all around the earth, uh, uh, missions to Mars, stuff like that. Uh, that you could, uh, you know, they created cyborgs and man-machine interfaces where you could c- connect directly to your computer or whatever and they had a clean power, they had cold fusion, they had all this cool stuff. Sounds good. Now, most of the world was great. Some podunk countries, not so much. There's always someone left out. And third-world countries are well, they, they they couldn't get their act together and they ran out of resources and they didn't have enough money to to get all this cool stuff, so they started a war with like anyone around them for resources for maybe even just respect now they don't really know no one knows what happened but within the within a decade of that is when the riffs happen now uh the riffs thing that wrecked the world let's go ahead and uh go to the next slide now this is when magic came back now the whole idea was uh palladium fantasy and riffs exist in the same universe just different times all right now Back in the day in Palladium Fantasy, magic was common. You know, you had magicians and elves and, and wolfen and all that stuff. And magic was commonplace, but it started waning and waning and waning. And then it finally went away. And it was gone for a very, very long time. It's kind of like uh, the world was just bottling it up and it was growing and growing and growing until finally the, the cork popped and it all came out at once. And now magic is supercharged. So much so that, uh, that uh, the ley lines of energy, some of them extend two miles, the big ones, up to two miles in the sky. And at night, they glow blue.
0: So they're pretty okay. dang powerful now.
1: Yes. And uh, you can see from space, the largest of the ley lines you can see from, you know, space. I mean, the, that's not all the ley lines. Those are just the ones you can see from space. There are ley lines everywhere. All right. Now, when this erupted, the whole world just started having convulsions, like like, it, it, like basically it was giving birth to magic again and it was having all these pains. There and there's already natural...
0: an apocalypse going on. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> yeah. and uh, there were earthquakes, tidal waves, volcanoes, uh, tsunami, like the Irish satellites, but uh, uh, tornadoes, fire, uh, floods,
0: killer bees.
1: Yeah, yeah, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. It was crazy. Right? now all these blue lines wherever they intersected that's called the nexus point point. and during the early days of magic these things opened up rifts that's why the game is called rifts to other dimensions just all the time for no reason and out poured the most horrible things you could possibly imagine onto an unsuspecting world so whoever wasn't ripped apart by the earthquakes and tidal waves and and cyclones and hurricanes and whatnot they were getting eaten by things they can only describe as demons—just things from the pits of hell. Your, your, your basic Lovecraftian horror ate your family. That's. That's what happened. You know, these right.
0: rifts never seem to open up to really nice places. But you know, people, I guess the creatures who live in nice places, like, oh, don't I don't, come want... Here. Yeah, like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to go to that portal. Whereas yeah, people in is... hell are like, oh, man, it's so much nicer oh, there. Oh, it's great. They have seasons. It's good to see the oh, seasons Oh, look, change. we're not, here's, you know, it's constantly melting in a lake of fire. That's so nice. <laughs>
1: this is nice. This is great. I would take this place over. Hey, look, so, there's free-range you
0: know, humans everywhere. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just
1: food, like human sickles, which is great. Yeah,
0: just walking around, grabbing.
1: Right. So, Within a few short years, humanity was an endangered species because we had no idea how to fight magic. I mean, sure, we had huge mechanical marvels—you know, giant mechs and and fighter jets and nukes and all that stuff—but all that meant squat when it came to when it came to a, a giant demon uh, breathing fire that bullets just bounce off of. Great, and plus, there's the there's a the psychological factor.
0: Um, you know? You're fighting big creepy monsters from beyond the plains.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And lots of folk just run. Yeah, that'll they, wear they on run you. Away. Yeah, they just run, run away. Do that. That's what happens. Okay, so over the next couple couple of, of decades, some humanity got it together. All right, now, especially in uh, the. I'm focusing on North America. I don't because... think
0: anyone's written that headline since 1930.
1: <laughs> humanity got it together?
0: No, the top fascism to the rescue.
1: Oh, well, it's true. I don't it's think I don't,
0: I don't think that was written down well, since well, about 1930.
1: <laughs> well, it's gonna be written down uh, about uh, 40 years after the apocalypse, I guess. <laughs> uh, the the coalition states. All right, now the the uh, coalition uh, was a uh, it was founded by a, a group of humans, uh, the, the the remnants of the former North American military, because Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. merged together. And uh, uh, the the uh, the rem- remnants of this uh, of this military and the citizens they could find and protect grew into uh, what what became the the coalition empire. All right, now uh, these these uh, pockets of humanity that formed together had a shoot first mentality because most of the stuff, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of anything that came out of the, out of the rift, was wants to eat you or take over your body by eating into your brain
0: or devour your soul, soul. destroy you, your
1: soul. Yeah, whatever. It, It was all, it was all nonsense. So they, they adopted a shoot first policy. Now with everyone really scared to death because you would be too, come on now. Uh, it was easy for, for a small group of people to take control of the populace. They, they took control of the message, you know, like, uh, uh, supernatural things are bad. Magic is bad. Psychics are bad. This is the cause of all your problems. This is the reason you're scared. The, we can protect you. We can we we, we can stamp out this horror and, and we we can make North America great again. Hard to argue with him at that point. Really, yeah. D- during you know after your family got eaten by by brain sucking monster, this all sounds great. I mean you you're willing to give up a lot of freedom for this for safety, especially from supernatural horrors. Now. The, the whole Nazi reference isn't too far off, okay? Uh, readings for the upper class. In fact, if you're not an upper, upper class, wealthy citizen, you're caught with a book or any or a Kindle or whatever, uh, you're, you're imprisoned. A second attempt is you're put to death. Uh, I mean, sorry, a second infraction is you're just killed.
0: Oh, well, yeah.
1: So only 12% of the coalition state's population can read. Well, reading gives you dangerous ideas exactly and that's what that that's where my second one history was rewritten the the uh the prosec family uh uh they proclaimed themselves emperor a long time ago uh decided to rewrite history to where their 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 family was the sole reason that humanity survived the the apocalypse when in actuality it was it was plenty of people getting together and being good guys but that that doesn't that doesn't inspire you know loyalty in the in the Downtrodden masses, so it's they prop up the propaganda.
0: It's like the Octan Corporation in the Lego movie. Okay. I didn't see the Lego movie. What? Sorry. Well, it's a very funny film. But there's a scene in it where it's okay. like someone's saying the Octan Corporation is behind stuff. The maker's like, what? No, the Octan Corporation is great. They make houses, planes, trains, uh, history books, voting machines. Wait a minute.
1: There you go. <laughs> I see where you did that.
0: <laughs> okay
1: loyalty loyalty to the state is an absolute must uh uh, treachery treason working against the coalition is basically a killable offense on the spot uh any any coalition officer can kill you uh if if he has uh even i wouldn't say circumstantial but flimsy evidence that you're a traitor He can decide to shoot you in the face just right there oh and if you use magic or are psychic just dead 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 they actually have uh, uh dog boys which are uh mutant dogs uh, gen- genetically enhanced dogs who sniff out dogs get it sniff out I get uh psychics, psychics and and magic users and they have them uh, patrolling the area constantly and especially at all entrances and exits so uh you know get, getting into a coalition controlled area and out of is is the most dangerous part of of, of going there i mean you have to get past these guys. All right, so uh, is that it? I mean, is there just fasc- fascism for the future? I would hope no. not. No, not everyone is a Nazi. Yay! Uh, there is, hey, the, the free state of Laszlo, this is in Canada.
0: Uh, oh, Quebec, I think. Of course. I, I, outside
1: of Quebec, of course. Oh, they're
0: Quebecan suits. Yeah,
1: well, don't worry. <laughs>
0: and I thought now, the Nazis were the evil ones. I'm there you go. Kitty, sure. of course. Kitty, of course.
1: Now, they, they were founded on the idea that magic – can enhance the world. I mean, it's it's a it's an it's a resource now. It's like oil or sunlight. It's there. It's not going anywhere. They decided to harness it. So they they uh they are the foundation, the the founding nation of uh, the new science called technomancy. So where...
0: basically, they decided if you're swimming in gasoline, build a car.
1: Yeah, you have unlimited fuel. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, uh, technomancy is powering uh, electronic devices with magic. That's it. You have an inexhaustible power supply. All you have to do is put put the battery back on a ley line or whatever, charge it for a little while, put it put it back in your in your sky cycle, and bam, you're flying again. It's great. Now they also have a uh, a representative democracy. You know, they they it's it's not an emperor. It's not it's not. It's not a totalitarian regime. It is uh, they have they have uh, two two uh, branches of government, uh, a council of learned elders or whatever. And then and then they're, they're, they're kind of like a steering committee for the big issues. And then a house of uh, of of uh, politicians who actually deal with the laws of the land and, you know, uh, you know, disputes among amongst people, stuff like that. And the, the, these guys get voted in and out on a, on a cycle, you know, All good. and it's a multi-species society. It's all inclusive. You know, as, as long as you're not a danger to, to everyone else, you're, you're allowed in. And anyone can, can petition for citizenship. You just have to, you know, do normal citizenship stuff, like, you know, get a job, be, you know, contribute to society and prove that you're not, you know, an enemy of the state in disguise and then you're five and then Mm. you get citizenship and you get all kinds of cool benefits.
0: They almost call you a bunch of damn dirty hippies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Almost. And that's why uh, (laughs) the coalition hates them, hates them because they are a danger to the coalition's idea that humanity is first. Magic is bad. That's only way you survive in this world. The free state of Laszlo is like, idiot, you're in a world surrounded by magic it's the same thing as putting your head in the sand, Go la, 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 it doesn't exist.
0: And also saying, it's hey, stupid. we can actually get along with some of these guys. We don't have to shoot everyone, you know. Exactly.
1: You know, the, the shoot first policy probably isn't a good plan anymore because now we know how to use magic as well. We can defend ourselves. Now we can bring people to the, you know, to the peace talks table. Yeah. And yeah. that's what, that's what Laszlo does. And that's great. But there's the other side of the Nazi coin, which ends up being a different kind of Nazi. Now, the Federation of Magic is a uh, is an, another nation founded founded. This one is where where the coalition is solely technological and magic is verboten. This one is solely magical and technology is banned. And this you know, the society went full magic. Now the problem is that since its founding, the the council of of elders or whatever whatever they call themselves have been corrupted from within. They got demons on this council, man. Well, They're that's. Alien- they have alien intelligences on this on this council, and those guys are never fun.
0: No, I mean, they're, by definition, they're, alien in their way of thinking.
1: Yes, they're, they're almost always evil. Yeah. And this is no different.
0: Their goals you know, tend th- to be like, destroy this plane of reality. You're like, well, I exactly, can't leave you know, this plane of reality. Eat
1: as many people as possible. That's usually their goal. Uh, now they, they say they're the opposite of the coalition, but the parallels are too similar to dismiss. Uh they have the same idea about technology as the coalition has against magic. You know, if you found if you're found worshipping technology, the 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 uh the god of the past or whatever, then you're banished or killed or whatever in prison, stuff like that. And this thing just just like the uh j- just like the coalition, it's corrupt from the top down. I mean the 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 ruling council—they're evil. They're just in it for themselves. That's it. <laughs> they want—that's just all it is.
0: Runeboy says, and, "I'm effectively immortal. Term don't sit well with me." <laughs> exactly, you're right.
1: Alien intelligences <laughs> live to be two hundred and fifty thousand years old. You know, so they don't huh. want to be voted out, so no, they don't they, get votes.
0: They say that there's yeah. going to be a voting next cycle. When's the next cycle? Yeah. You'll know.
1: Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> We'll tell you. After the, the stars
0: camp. turn black and blood range from the sky.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so it's going to be
0: Tuesday. a while <laughs> then. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, and they are the most, most likely to go to war with the coalition because they're much closer. Uh, the the <laughs> And the uh,
0: hand is like putting, you know, napalm next to a grass field because they exactly really don't work. like each other. Uh, to, to, to give you
1: an idea, Chi-Town uh, uh, or, or Chi-Town, whatever you want to call it, uh, is about 80 miles nor eighty miles west of old Chicago, and the Federation of, of Magic is in Wisconsin. No, not Wisconsin. Um, crap they're about three hundred miles more west whereas the whereas uh, Laslo is about six hundred miles away in Canada. So they're closer. and these guys, these Federation of magic guys, they want to pick a fight. They want it because they're supremely confident that they can win. Eh, maybe they can, maybe they can't. Wait till
0: the expansion comes out. Yeah, and it, it. Has, yeah. it has. It has. Yeah, has the, the, it has. The war. Yeah, it, it's come out.
1: But I'm not going to give it away.
0: That's right. That's not where we're going.
1: No, that's not where we're going. I'm just giving you a basic overview of of, uh, of the main players in North America. Now, there are more. You know, there's, there's a, a northern gun based in uh, uh, the northern peninsula in Michigan. There's uh, Mexico, which is basically ruled by freaking vampires. It's crazy down there.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the vampire kingdoms, but that's yeah, Mexico. the
1: vampire kingdoms of Mexico is no no joke. You don't want to go down there. No, you don't. know, and and there's uh, there's the druids in England, and 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 you don't want to go there either. You, you don't want to go there either. It's weird over there. Don't do that stuff. And then there's the there's the gargoyles in Germany and stuff like that. It's, it's there's all kinds of, of different stuff. And you if you get into the book, you will see all these different places, and you can uh, you can put your campaign anywhere you want. The main book focuses on North America, just because they had to focus on something to start, and they and chose. That's where
0: they th- that's where the company's based and where they they sell the most books.
1: There you go. There, that's exactly right. And yeah, they could just use the maps they already have in their office. Great.
0: Is the Federation of Magic based in like Lake Geneva, Wisconsin? Because that'd be hilarious if it was. That would
1: be funny. That would be funny. But no, I I think it's much more uh, much more west than that. All right, and, and south. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go to the main difference between riffs and. Uh, other and every almost every other palladium system sdc and mdc structural damage capacity and mega damage capacity now the main difference is one mega damage is 100 i'm going to call it standard damage when i talk about sd standard damage 100 yeah, so structural you, damage but it, stru- it is structural damage. didn't they but, re-
0: redefine yeah. it as standard damage or something they, they, they probably
1: did in the in the ultimate edition but anyway. you know it's 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 in my head for some reason anyway uh but 100 SD does not equal one MD. Right. A million SD does not equal one MD. Now, right. here, here's the difference: how it was written in the book, and and how it was told to me. You have a baseball bat. It's a Louisville Slugger, and you can kill a guy with it. It you, is. You shouldn't. Is, we you want to shouldn't. say you shouldn't. You should not. But, but you, you could. You could brain someone. You can brain a normal dude to death with this thing because it's done. It's been done. Alright, you can beat it and the bat will be fine, the person will be dead. Alright, but if you if you go up against a tank, you can whack on that tank all day until this bat breaks. The most you're gonna do is scratch the paint.
0: And you're gonna look silly. The tank,
1: because the tank is a mega damage structure. Now, okay, you get a machine gun. Your normal run of the mill AK forty seven. Also an S D weapon. Kill a guy real quick. Because humans are S D creatures. That's right shoot it at a tank you will you can shoot this tank until until the barrel runs red hot and melts the most you're going to do is dent it you're not actually going to do any structural damage to it that's mega damage all right that that is the difference and most supernatural things that jump out of a rift once they get to rift's earth because it is a high magic area Become mega damage things,
0: which is bad. Doing
1: mega damage, absorbing mega damage—it's all bad. It's all bad. That's why humanity had so much trouble in the beginning. All right. Now, if a human takes one point of mega damage, they die. You just die. You splatter. Uh, exactly. No, no, not, not even splatter. I mean, uh, well, you, uh, depending
0: what mega damage hits you.
1: Exactly. If you get hit hit by a plasma beam, then yeah, you just you burn into flames. But if hit by a laser, you just Die. You just get hit by a laser. And you die. Like f- for example, uh, a, a standard uh, mega damage uh, sidearm is a laser pistol. It does one d4 mega damage per shot.
0: Don't go hunting now, with
1: that. Don't. Well, no, no. You don't want to go hunting with that because uh, we uh, when when you roll a one on damage shooting Rick. Don't worry, Algarian. I didn't mean you. I just picked Rick out of the hat. Shooting mm, Rick. Sure. You, you, you shot Rick. And oh, Rick. Rick, Rick's body burns to a cinder. Sure, the hole is only this big, but the heat damage spread through his entire body, burned it to burned it to crap, and now now he's just like a, a black husk on the ground. You did not survive, and but but you're saying, oh no, but I have 150 SD SDC. I should be able to survive one mega damage point. No man, no you don't because you are a stand. You are you are an SDC creature. You get hit by mega damage. You just Die. That's it. Can't take that kind of shock to the system all at once. Yes, you just die. You just die from it. Now, mega damage armor and weapons are absolutely necessary in the world of rifts. If you're walking around in the wilderness of rifts without a mega damage weapon or mega damage armor, you're gonna die. But I'm a mage. I can put up force fields and I can fire magical bolts of mega damage energy. I'll be okay. No, dude. You're not gonna be okay because you gotta sleep. And someone might snipe you from behind or whatever. The armor is necessary. Even even the crappiest MDC armor is like plastic boy, I think it's called. It's like twenty-five, yeah, yeah, to twenty-five mega damage capacity. That'll do you in a pinch. And it's stupid cheap. All right? Even if you're a super mage, super mages sleep, or super mages can get stabbed from behind, you know? Come on, don't be dumb. Get the armor. Get, Get vibro in the back. Yes, exactly. Now, I've been talking about mages and all this other stuff. Well, the, those are the op, uh, Those are the occupational character classes. Alright, now, uh, since there ain't much school learning no more, uh, Rifts does not use the scholastic system that many other Palladium systems, like Heroes Unlimited, Ninjas and Super Spies, whatever, use because there's no universities, there's no schools, it's more of a master-apprentice type thing. You, you learn being a, you, a wilderness scout from someone who is a wilderness scout. Makes sense. And then you teach someone else to be a wilderness scout once you know how to be one. All right. Now, the wilderness scout is one of the examples of an adventurer uh, class. Uh, the other is city rat. Yeah, now, there are more than this. Obviously, I just took a sample of two each. City rat is, a, is a, basically your, uh, a mixture of a fence and a street tough. You know, he lives in the street. He the, the street nourishes him. He knows he knows where to get food. He knows uh, where to where to steal things. He knows where to sell things that he's stolen to survive. Uh, he knows his city inside and out. A wilderness scout, he lives out in the wild. You know, he uh, he he feels it's his calling to chart this now uncharted land because all the old maps are redrawn. All the old maps suck. Uh, when when the world went through its birth pains. All of the landscape changed. So there's plenty of parts of the Earth that are now still unknown, completely unknown. Very true. That's where wilderness scouts come in. Now, uh, men of arms. They, these are these are your fighter classes. Uh, juicer. The, uh, this is. I think this is Garth on a mine's favorite. Uh, juicer I, I always is, find
0: juicers entertaining.
1: Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, uh, a, a juicer is a normal guy, but uh, he's got he's got a backpack full of drugs and, a, uh, and uh, a collar around his neck connected to that backpack. His body is constantly pumped full of nanobots and performance-enhancing drugs. When I say performance-enhancing, I mean beyond human levels of enhancement.
0: Like strange alien rift drugs.
1: But it, it doesn't make you mega damage. It just makes you superhuman. You're superhumanly fast. You're superhumanly strong. Not supernaturally, but superhumanly. Uh, so so fast I know that auto that,
0: dodge ability is kind that's of that's
1: what I was guess I was gonna get at so fast in fact that if you know an attack is coming, you do not have to roll to dot you don't have to spend one of your actions to dodge it. You it's called an auto-dodge. You get to dodge and still do something else. It's great. Everyone loves playing juicers. There's a downside, of course. We'll get into that once once I get in juices. Now Borg. Borg is a partial or full conversion cyborg. Uh, a partial conversion cyborg is someone who's replaced their arms and legs with, uh, with with you know cybernetic components, robot arms and legs. You know it makes them stronger, makes them faster. Uh, they can hide guns in there and stuff, and it's really cool. A full conversion cyborg is just a brain and a brainstem put into a completely robotic body. Kind of like Robocop, but without the face. Yeah, RoboCop without the face. But it's, even
0: in the yeah. series, they said that the face wasn't even real; it was actually artificial.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was a synthetic face. Yeah. Right. But uh, you know, to to make him to humanize him to the to yeah, it was a populace. tribute
0: to the yeah. person who died. He said. Yeah,
1: to, I think it was more humanizing to the populace because it just saw the that robot face. Bad weird. words bring bad feelings. Mm. Anyway, so uh, you 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 can choose to be a partial or full conversion cyborg, which again has benefits and drawbacks. Obviously, uh, hopefully you don't. You didn't like to have relations with whatever partner of your choice because now you don't have any of those parts.
0: It depends on what kind of board you are, I guess.
1: Yeah, it depends if you're full conversion. You've done so. Now, then there's the magic practitioners. Uh, I chose line walkers and shifter. Line walker is your basic. Uh, you can equate him to a D and D wizard. He's your run of the mill. He has access to all spells. He's got. Uh, he's got uh, uh, abilities that. Uh, that are focused on on ley lines like on ley lines he's the strongest he could possibly be he can actually feed off of the line magic to power his spells then there's the shifter no one i have never been in a gaming group where someone played a shifter because they usually don't live very
0: long no shifter is not a intelligent it's about as smart as juicer honestly as a choice
1: Exactly right, yeah. I mean, uh, a a juicer's going to burn out. A a shifter's ability is to open up and close rifts. Now, they can't control what comes through 90% of the time. So one day you're going to open up a rift and go, I want to open up a rift to Albuquerque. No, you open up a a rift to the demon Disneyland and now you're dead. (laughs) Yeah. No one, no, no one. They they read Shifter. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great on paper, but in real life, I'm playing a juicer. That has a better life expectancy. Yeah. Now, uh, there are also racial character classes. All right. Th- these are uh, these are specific. A dragon. You can be a dragon. Now it's a baby dragon, not baby, but immature dragon. But you are a mega damage creature, and you know you have scales and you're dragon like, but you're much more, much more biped. Uh, then you, then the adult dragon. Uh, a burster is a pyrokinetic.
0: Those are fun too.
1: Those are fun. Yeah, the coalition hates those guys. Uh, Mind Melter, the most powerful psychic in the main book. Oh yeah, uh, by a, by a pretty o- good margin. Oh, by a, a large margin. The only one in the in the main book that that is able to take super psionic powers. Which, if if I get if if I make a, a Mind Melter, then, you know, I'll, don't you only like get you to choose that. like
0: one or something of those? I don't remember.
1: No, you get to choose three. No, you can choose one every three levels. I oh, think that's it. Or Two levels, something like that.
0: I never had and, one live long enough to get more than one. Yeah,
1: yeah, they always get—they usually get killed. Yeah, because they—they they, they think they're all—they're all bad—they're all, bad, all bad A, and they don't need armor. But oh, armor, armor. <laughs> all right, then there's Stalker. Again, this is this is a racial class that I have never been in a group with, ever, because it's horrible. A, a, a stalker feeds on the energy of mages and psychics they need it to live like a vampire needs blood they need it to live they have to hunt these people because draining it hurts so mages and psychics don't like it when you drain it so you're constantly ostracized by anyone in magic and if you go to a non-magic area you're going to starve to death so no one plays a psystalker. stalker i don't even know why it's there just, just just for the for the emo guy i guess
0: Someone wants to yeah. play it.
1: Yeah, some, some, someone, someone wants to hurt themselves in role playing. They want to feel bad about themselves all the time. That's and true. They play stockers. Okay, now psychics. Now, during character generation, you you can choose to roll to become a psychic. Woohoo. Just like first edition D anD. D. Right. Second edition. Oh no! First edition. Uh, they they, they first reintroduced as well. that. They reintroduced that when the second edition, uh, yeah, the uh, just... handbook came out. Yep. It, it reintroduces that. When you make a new character, you can yep. roll. Anyway, uh, there are there are three levels of psychic, master, major, and minor. Now, master, uh, in the main book, only only the, the, the mind melter and the burster are considered master psychics. All right, But anyone can roll to be a minor or major psychic. You have a 9% chance to be a major, a 15% chance to be a minor, and a 76% chance to have no psychic ability whatsoever.
0: Runewey says the Stalker sounds more like an antagonist class. I agree. It's usually something yes. you would give to bad guys coming after your yes,
1: party. Yes, it is. It is. Usually, you, especially if your party is magic and psychic heavy, then they will obviously attract things like Stalkers.
0: But just P-talkers. somewhere out there, there's a guy in a black trench coat with a, with an emo comb over who really wants to play Stalker. There you go. Yep. And so hey, you get... will.
1: Uh, uh, major, major, and minor psychics. You get you get powers. You get some powers. Yeah. Uh, The minor, the the minor. You get to choose three powers from either sensitive, which is uh sensory, uh, healing, which is healing yourself and others, and uh, what's the third one? Blanking.
0: I don't remember. Uh,
1: Healing sensitive. Sensing. No, that's sensitive. I just said healing sensitive and. I can't believe I have to look this up. This is embarrassing. Uh, physical. Dang
0: it. Oh, healing, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, healing sense of physical. You can choose three powers from one of those categories. Uh, a, a major psychic gets to choose eight powers from a single category or six powers from any of the three categories. The master psychic, uh, the, the mind melter, gets to choose but 12 powers from any category he wants and one from the super psionic category, which are the major superpower ones. All right. Now let's uh let's move on oh that's it now i'm what 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 i want to do right now is throw it up in chat put it in comments below uh if you know riffs if you don't know riffs i'm going to for, for not next week next week i'm back to anime but the week after i'm going to i'm going to make a character completely from scratch which character class or racial class do you want me to make Put it in chat put it in the comments the youtube comments below and please uh the, the the one that gets the most votes will win you want me to make a burster i'll make a burster you want me to make a borg i'll make a borg you want me to make a rogue scholar i'll make a rogue scholar that's, make it that's crazy a, a, a cyber doc whatever i'll make it i'll make it but uh yeah that's uh that is my uh tabletop fundamentals for riffs that is the the background of the world and an overview of the of some of the possible character classes you can be. Like I said, next time we will go through character generation, and then hopefully we will go through some kind of mock combat so I can show you the combat system.
0: Well, cool. Thank you, Heathen Dog. That looked, uh, was pretty interesting. It reminded me of some stuff I had forgotten. That sounds fun. I'm looking forward to what happens next. Great. As always, for more Heathen Dog, you check out his YouTube videos, just on the Legion of Myth uh, YouTube channel, just check that out. Uh, his anime and RPG segments, uh, his team-ups in Warframe and Star Trek Online, which are also getting streamed throughout the week. We'll talk about that later. And uh, also, uh, you can check his streams of Star Trek Online with Fast with Cool and Monopoly Plus, Warmind, Amnesia, Dark Descent, Amnesia, Warf Pigs, Outlast and Outlast Whistleblower. Always fun to check out his current stream, By His Lonesome, Being Awesome, Monday at 8 p.m. Central of Overlord. Yes. If you, you want to be the bad guy, the bad guys the main
1: character in this one you are the overlord and you control all the minions I, I re- highly recommend it it's fun
0: yes yes it is and the overlord actually really entertaining I like that one but as always make sure to like subscribe or comment and we value your opinion or at least want to hear you what you think about it so thanks a lot next up on the cavalcade of fun it is Person no comic pool. Yes. Garthas Comic Poll. Rudewise is going to leave a vote. Excellent. Yes, do so, do so. Alright, so in Garthas Comic Poll, we are talking about comics. First, we're going to talk about uh, Marvel 2-in-1, number 5. The Thing and the Human Torch. So, um, this series has been really interesting. A lot of people are kind of talking about it as like a backdoor reintroduction of the Fantastic Four to the Marvel Universe. It's already been shown in the... Uh, in Marvel previews, Fantastic Four is coming back. Okay, That's happening. Definitely. And this has been a, an excellent series where Thing and Human Torx are teaming up to find uh, Reed Richard, Sue Storm, and the kids. They know they're out there. Uh, they oh. found a dimensional doohickey to go that could travel dimensions. Well, they didn't find it. Didn't Reed leave it for them? Reed left it for them.
1: Yeah. In case of mercy, break glass for a dimensional hopping machine.
0: Well, it's one of those things where Reed... In the first... Well, let's see, in the second issue, well, between the first couple issues, Ben gets a message from Reed saying, I left you this dimensional doohickey for you to find where we had our first adventure. Right? And so, Thing grabs Human Torx and says, hey, there's a dimensional doohickey to go forget Travel Dimensions, get Reed and Sue, and it's uh, where we had our first adventure. So he goes to Monster Island, um, where they fought some giant monster.
1: Mole Man or something? I
0: don't know. No, it wasn't Mole Man. For, yeah, it yeah. was Mole Man. Anyway. So, they have some wacky adventures there and they have to end up getting their butts saved by Doctor Doom, who's in, now uh, the infamous Iron Man. That's right. And he's like, all right, you idiots, look. Look. Okay, I was tailing you because I saw you got that message. And uh, I really don't believe that Reed Richards made a device that could hop dimensions. But let me tell you something. He didn't leave it here. It's actually a great scene because like the Mole Man and his army, and uh, Gumaga and his army, uh, basically decide that they're gonna have a war with each other mm-hmm. for who gets to be president of Monster Island. Right. And then they decide, you know, the only way to determine it is whoever be whoever, you know, defeats the 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 thing in human gets to be oh, leader. Fantastic too. Yeah. Um, and it ends up that, you know, Dr. Doom ends up, like, well, I'm sorry, infamous Iron Man, Victor Von Doom, ends up, like, knocking them both down and, and knocking down the two leaders. Like, so, all right, listen, listen, idiots. And then all the mole people are like, ah, you are a new master. You are president now. And mole oh, man and Goom are like, wait, wait, no, no, that's not how this works. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not oh, crap. <laughs> nice. and, and, you know, Doom, not missing a beat, says, yes, my minions, now take them, take those two losers below. I don't wish to see them. Yes, our new president. and <laughs> Uh, dude quickly says, "Okay, I don't got time for this crap." And he leaves. <laughs> um, but eventually, they figure out their first adventure was when Ben remembers that it was something that him and Reed did back in uh, college. So he goes back to their college uh, okay. and gets it there. Okay, got it. Yeah. So anyway, but in in this issue, they've hopped with the aid of a, a, a who we talked about previously, a a, a new doctor. Uh, a dimensional theorist, someone who actually specializes also in dimensional theory and revitalizing superhero superpowers. Mm-hmm. They locate Reed Richards' signal, they jump through the void, and they end up in a world where Galactus, you know, just like happened in main Marvel continuity, attacked the Earth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in main continuity, Reed Richards made the ultimate nullifier and said, if you destroy well- the Earth... I wipe out everything.
1: Didn't make it, it but he stole it. Or it was given to him by the watcher.
0: Uh no he uh I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. he pulls at the ultimate nullifier, says I will use this and wipe out everything. Everybody, everywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna die anyway, so I'm not gonna miss it. Yeah, Glax is like, You wouldn't do it, like it'll take you out and I'm dead anyway. Glax goes, Hmm, uh situation yeah, and he leaves. Hmm. In this issue what happens is Reed Richards can't sack up and use the ultimate nullifier. Wow. He doesn't make the threat. Um, Galactus, then, while fighting all the heroes of the world, kills the thing. Kills the Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Um, and a whole bunch of the other superheroes. Most of them. Sure. Yeah, because he's Galactus. Yeah, got it. And then Doom, in this, as they say in this issue, Dr. Doom went, You know what, fools? If you will not defeat him, Doom will defeat him, as only Doom can, for Doom is Doom. And Doom zaps with this giant mind control ray that basically puts Dr. Doom inside Galactus. Like, there's a war of wills, and he takes over Galactus.
1: Oh, okay. So, Dr.
0: Doom becomes Galactus.
1: Yeah, I don't buy it. I buy it. Galactus has been around since before the birth of the universe.
0: That's right. And if he had any will, he wouldn't go eating every planet.
1: Well, it's more of like, you know, dude's gotta eat.
0: Nope. See, no will. Dr. Doom. Doom rules. Okay. Well, what happens All is right. Doom takes him over, and Doom says, oh, I feel the Gal- Galaxus' hunger now, but I will spare the Earth as it is my planet. You are you are safe forever from Galactus. Remember that Doom has saved you, because Doom is awesome. And Doom flies <laughs> off in outer space. Doom's, Doom's got the big boy pants now. That's right. Well... Yeah. G- wait, uh, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. wait. Did, did Galactus get Doom's body?
0: No, Galactus just died. Oh. Galactus can eat it. Galactus is done. <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, as far as you know, maybe Galactus is like still in there subconsciously. Mm. Uh, so when he. Basically, Thing and Torch learn some backstory. And then they're like, uh, so what? And everyone on Earth is now. Basically, every superhero is now part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're all super paranoid about anything. It's like, well, why is everyone so worried then? What's going on? It's like, yeah, look at the night sky. And he looks up the night sky. They look up, and there is no stars. Nothing. Doom there's, ate everything. Doom ate everything else except the sun and the earth, and their wow. moon. He left their moon because that helps.
1: Talk. Oh, because you know he wanted he wanted something up there to look at.
0: Right. Well, you got to have gotta a sun able... to keep the earth going. You need the sun and the moon. Right. Right. So he left that, and that's it. Wow. Uh, and they're like, Nothing. "Yeah, Doom uh, kept his promise so far, but we don't think he's gonna last much longer." Yeah. And uh, we think he was worse than Galactus, actually, because uh, yeah.
1: Galactus didn't eat stars,
0: right? But a uh, galactic doom did,
1: plus, uh, you know, scientifically, it doesn't make sense because the light from the stars is actually million, millions of years old.
0: Hey, Stuff do not like argue that. with do not argue with doom.
1: All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. So, so far, this is not we're talking
0: the... golden age comics physics, okay?
1: All right, all right, all right. Got, it. Y-
0: got it. You're okay. Oh, well, they could transverse dimensions and a guy could be on fire, but you know, that's too hey, far.
1: That's magic. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: all talking that. science here. All right? Anyway. Doug and I says, this not destroying the earth moment brought to you by Dr. Doom, LLC. We do super right. There you go. The uh so basically Doctor Doom's uh so Reed Richards has been like locked in his lab ever since and he ended up getting divorced from Sue because he was such a loser and he was broken and just was sitting in his lab and say, Oh, I'd be so sad, I cannot figure out mm-hmm. how to save the world and I have no sack. Yeah, pretty much. And everyone's sad, everyone's blah blah blah. And after hearing all this stuff and everything that happened Ben Grimm nods sagely. Uh huh. Yep. And this, uh, because previously I'd met Doctor, uh, the Reed of that world. Like Reed, oh, that's not our Reed. He's like, oh, you guys, oh, you're not. They're still dead. You're from another. I can tell. I already tell you're from another dimension. Oh well. And he starts ignoring them. And so after this, after them, they the backstory. Thing walks up and starts punching the living hell out of him because he can't really hurt him. He just stretches. Which actually are some great scenes. Uh, that artist Valerio Shidi made. I should have mentioned this is written by Chip Starsky artist uh, by Valerio uh colors by Frank Martin, and cover by Nick Bradshaw. Got it. Love the art in this book. Uh, Valerio Schiti does just, just did a great job. Just love it. Colors are fantastic. Uh, I, the writing was highly entertaining. So as they're going through, you know, he beats of us. Listen to me, Stretcho. He basically like gives them the come to Jesus moment. Like I'm not your Ben, but you, what would they think if they saw you now? What the hell are you even doing? Dr. Doom is out there as Galactus? That's like the worst thing in the universe. How then? You're doing nothing? You're, you know, he just gives him the speech. Eventually, he kind of snaps at him and says, you know, you're right. I am being a freaking loser. And I should do something, but it's too much. I, we don't have time. I and mean, we've got hours, maybe. I can't. And then they hear a voice behind him. Perhaps Doom can help you. And it's infamous Iron Man. And they're like, how did you... What you shouldn't even be here. Hey, you were following us. Yeah, do like, And of course, Doom's like, I, you know, I really want to know what what you guys would do. I mean, it was like giving two monkeys a supercomputer with you guys having that. <laughs> and so uh, you guys were just dangerous.
1: You know, condescending as usual.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> he's condescending, but he's not
1: wrong. No, no and he's so, not wrong.
0: <laughs> so he's like, you guys are idiots, and uh, Doom is here to save you. And things like, I'm just going to punch you in the head. And he's like, mm-hmm. You can, but it won't work. Well, we don't know that. I'm going to get you anywhere. I'm Doom. I'm the infamous Iron Man. I'm a hero now. And I'm going to work with Reed Richards here to uh, save the whole world from myself, who apparently made a pretty big mistake in this world. Yeah. And Reed actually kind of you know, gives him a, 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 you know, says, All right, I'll, I actually believe you on this. Let's go. It's really hard to believe you, considering that for the last. 20 years, you've been eating every star in the sky in this world, uh, so, uh, so it ends with them teaming up to work together. That's pretty much this book, but okay. I really enjoy uh, the family dynamic as shown between Thing and Human Torch. I mean, they're not really family, but they're part of the you know, Fantastic Four. Yeah, they've been
1: around so long and they're, they're...
0: Right. There's some great banter between them that is the kind of thing like best friends do where they mess with each other all the time. But you can tell they really actually care about each other, and they're actually really concerned about each other cause each of them, their powers are starting to drift down, you know?
1: Because they're apart from the other half of their team.
0: Right. So it, um, I really enjoyed this book, and I really – this is one of those series I think people should be reading. If this is the kind of stuff that we're going to get from the new Fantastic Four comic, it's going to do well, because this is really good stuff. And it goes back to what makes the Fantastic Four interesting. Um, a group of people who are like a family, which means they don't always get along, but they still care about each other. They are going on these crazy exploratory missions into other dimensions and other worlds. You know, and that's what made Fantastic Four great. This weird mystery of the unknown, uh, which, a lot, which was lost a lot. Um, in more modern Fantastic Four iterations. And so far, Chip Starkey is just nailing these characters. I just love it. I love uh, the new characters they've introduced. Uh, I mean, the world hopping thing has been done, it was done really well in The Exiles. It's, but this is really nice so far. I really like this series. I thought this was a great issue. So great. It deserves. Cool. I don't have my hotkeys set up, but that's okay. Uh, Four stars. All right. Really love it. Love this good. book, highly recommended. If you're not getting the digital issues, I highly recommend getting the graphic novel when it comes out because this has been really good. Next, Batman White Knight number seven, uh, written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, color by uh, Matt Hollingsworth (aka Sean Murphy) and cover by Sean Murphy and, as we said before, himself,
1: yeah, Matt yeah, Hollingsworth. Yeah. It's just another name to get enough to get a different paycheck.
0: That's, that's how you do. How to do it?
1: Scamming the IRS is what he's doing.
0: <laughs> John Murphy. uh, Sean Murphy's actually a pretty cool dude. If you like, if you ever see his tweets, he's just an all. Seems like an all-around cool guy. Uh, cares about comics in the industry. You know, doesn't doesn't take kindly to stuff. So, so anyway, uh, I really have been high on the Batman White Knight series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last issue I thought was interesting, if not the greatest, but still a highly interesting issue. Uh, the main conceit of this series is Batman is kind of like the Dark Knight Batman where he's on the edge of I will punch all criminals until they are pulp and the law doesn't apply to me because I am Batman. Meanwhile,
1: and, and also crazy.
0: Well, he is just so freaking dedicated to punishing all criminals that, you know, the law doesn't matter to him. He's more like Judge Dredd. Oh, the yeah. yeah. law. Yeah. Uh, and also, Joker has been taking pills to make him sane, and he's been Jack Napier, and he's been super clever and super smart in making Batman look bad. Yeah. This issue, in the last issue, they were set in a situation where the second Harley Quinn, who was the slutty the, one, has the, become the, the a car- character. one. Right. Has become Neo-Joker in order to get Joker to come back and has holding the city hostage with a giant ice ray and mind control over pretty much the whole rogues gallery. Wait,
1: wait. giant ice ray. I've seen that in a movie before.
0: Yeah, you brought that up previously. So, um... <laughs> so, it has holding the city hostage by mind, while simultaneously mind-controlling Batman's almost entire rogues gallery and with a giant ice ray to wipe out the city. And what she wants is the Joker... For Jack Napier to become the Joker again. Harley won. The sane Harley is like, this is a terrible idea. Don't give it to her. And at the end of the last issue, you saw him freak out and say, watch Joker, let's give a Joker. And he actually, like, the meds lose their effectiveness. And he starts going full Joker. This begins with everyone pulling a gun on him. And him regaining his composure. And going, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Sorry. The the pills are starting to lose their effectiveness. And they're like, that's not good.
1: Yeah, well, then uh, you need to find some different pills, man.
0: Yeah, you need to up the dosage a little more. The uh, Try intravenous. <laughs> the... Basically like, what the hell do we do about this? You know, And he decides that he's going to do the one thing. She's going to give him the Joker. Give her the Joker to get him out of the situation. But they're going to do the one thing that she would never, ever expect.
1: Hmm.
0: He goes to Batman and asks for help.
1: Didn't see that
0: coming. Well, of course, you ever see that coming. But uh, Harley Quinn 2, Neo-Joker wouldn't because she is just obsessed with this idea of Joker being perfect and Batman being evil and they would never team up because they're like opposite sides of coin. Sure. And this issue actually does a nice job of actually more fleshing out uh, Harley Two's motivations. She's not really as cardboard as she seemed originally where she's just like, yeah, I like bad boys. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it was the typical. Um, it was a, she was attracted to the danger of it, and his, you know, his madness and lunacy, and how rules didn't apply to him.
1: Still, the worst role model ever. Yeah. For young still, men.
0: not a good relationship. Yeah. No.
1: Um,
0: but the. What's interesting is Jack Napier goes to Batman, and says, "I need your help. All this stuff's happening." Mm-hmm. And they end up having an interesting conversation going where. Joker, you know, has dug deeper into Wayne's family history than Batman even knows. And because, it, like, cause like, but you know, Joker found out what secret right there. It's like, you're Bruce Wayne. I know. I did. It during, I figured that out during my basic research. It wasn't that hard to figure out for someone of my intelligence. Most people would never figure it out. Don't worry, I'm not telling anyone. And Joker, because they find out, because one thing that always haunted Batman, that made him so obsessed with Joker in the series, is that Joker killed. Um, Jason Todd The second Robin robot. 2 Right um, But they never found the body But they don't know what Joker did with it And Jack Napier doesn't remember
1: it's Convenient
0: But when him and Batman are talking He actually you know Because he's losing control so much He actually is able to remember and He actually tells Batman what happened was He was beating him to death with the crowbar
1: Yeah.
0: And before he died before he's about to die he actually the last thing he said was I wish I'd never met Bruce Wayne and that's when Joker learned that Batman was Bruce Wayne mm. never acted on it but he said at that point actually it just wasn't fun anymore and he just let Jason Todd go just let him go he was still able to watch just let him go and of course Batman's like why didn't I see him because like, he was broken he'd lost everything You didn't come to save him he's out there he's alive I don't know where Joker didn't keep track of him, but I didn't kill him. He's still out there. So that was interesting. That they. Well,
1: yeah, he probably doesn't look the same. Well, you know?
0: no, he's probably all beat to heck. Yeah, yeah,
1: being almost beaten to death with a crowbar is going to change some real estate around yeah,
0: here. Yeah, I mean, a normal continuity comes back as Red Hood. Yeah. Uh, but the, but well, they start going through that, and he also notice says that uh, Jack is also during his research when he was trying to go through all the financial records. He found out that the. He figured that the Batman Devastation Fund that they had found earlier, that was used to pay off people, you know, that stuff they. money they took to uh, pay for Batman's damages. He also found that a subsidiary of Wayne Enterprises was completely paying it off every time so that the money wouldn't be taken from taxpayers. Either that's what it was set up to do. Wayne Enterprises was paying it off entirely every time. Oh. So, but that was only uh, so that's another you know, shows that he was losing it, but he was still he trying to help in through the back channels too. Right. So Batman wasn't quite the rage monster they were showing to be. He was paying for all the damage he was doing. You know. And but
1: that, that in his head, that justified the damage he was doing.
0: Right, in a way. And also, like, he was also, like, because the devastation fund also paid, like, if someone was, if, like, a family member was injured, you know, like, if someone was hurt on the street by him speeding by, he was paying all those bills as well. So he was doing what he could, while also keeping himself far enough away that only someone who really, really was great at forensic accounting could figure it out. Which Jack Napier is. And so, in the end, you know, it, it was neat kind of seeing these conversations going back and forth. Um, there's also a subplot going on with like what the cops are doing and their plans to set up and talk with Mister Freeze about how they could stop the uh, the freeze ray. And he's like, oh, I didn't build. He's like, yeah, it was built on similar technology. And you know something about that? It's like, okay, this might help. There's a series of tunnels that was made, by, and you know he tells them all this stuff that during World War II, okay. and they're able to figure out how to stop it. And the only way to get there fast enough is well, you know our Gotham City, you know pseudo Batmobiles won't do it. And then you know. Batman shows up with a whole series of real Batmobiles and says, well, these will do it.
1: Like, how many do you have, man?
0: Well, he has a lot. And also, you know, he has different, you know, different eras of Batmobile. Mm. So it's kind of cool to actually see, like, old, the old school Batmobiles, you know, like, different ones you can see from different comics and movies, so it's kind of cool. And then while him and him and Jack Napier are, are riding in the same car because Batman doesn't trust him riding in any other car, which is smart because he keeps yes. losing control... And as they're actually riding to confront Neo-Joker, a.k.a. Harley-2, he starts, you know, Jokering out and says, Come on, Bats, this will be great! Mm. Which, of course, Batman isn't pleased about, but... By the way they've done Joker's motivations in this book, actually teaming up with Batman to save Gotham from evil, from Neo-Joker, is like the greatest thing in the world for him. Because he's getting recognized by Batman. It's like, you know, Senpai notices him. So, he's just in Joker heaven right now. So, it was a really interesting issue. I like how they took a lot of things that previously were kind of like, Batman shouldn't be that nuts. And then you're like, oh, he's actually kind of not. He's actually been fixing things on the other end. Or, Batman shouldn't be, why is Batman so obsessed with, oh, because he still thinks Joker killed Jason Todd. And he just can't deal with that rage himself. And so no no matter what Napier does, he still blames him for that death. Like, oh wait, he didn't kill him. And that's when, when he realizes he's telling the truth that he didn't kill him, he actually starts, that's at the moment he starts letting off on Joker a little bit. Not the, oh, you're okay then, pal. But more like, yeah. okay, I don't want to murderously rip your heart out anymore. Um,
1: still, I don't want to look at you.
0: Yeah, I don't want to look at you. I don't like you. You're a bad person, but I'm not going to go to murderous bat rage. Hmm. So I, again, Sean Murphy again impresses me with, able to take on the totality of a series and make things make sense later that were just minor issues. You're kind of like, eh, but now they make total sense. Um, I love the art style of the book. You can see it on the cover. With the gritty stories being told, it just works so well. The way he could frame a scene and just use a... And Matt Hollingsworth could just use a few colors to pick out what's important without making it seem monochrome. But just... This is the kind of comic book that comic book lovers love. You know, it it's... I watch Men in a lot of ways, or Doomsday Clock, right now. It's, it's almost a meta comic book, where it's actually written more for comic book people than regular people. Sure. Uh, this is almost like that, in that a lot of the things that are done here, a casual meter might go, well, that's just dumb, Batman should punch that guy. Or, how come this page is, only has like two colors on it? But it's done so well that if, it's kind of like appreciating art, where you could say, "I know why they did that," and that really draws your attention to this or here, or actually away from this. It, it's just a complete package of a book, man. That just some of those books you read, and I'm just impressed on so many levels by the work.
1: It sounds like a five. It sounds like you're gonna five star this one.
0: Uh, I almost am. Oh, four and almost. a half. Four and a half. What, what brought it down? Um, I just there's always that little bit more I wanted. Aww. Is that, that's the thing that that's what makes you keep coming back i know but i can't quite give it a five i want to like what would make me give it a five uh huh i don't know this thing had i would like to see more going on with uh no they had a great scene with batgirl and everything talk with bruce wayne okay i'm changing to five stars five stars there you go. i can't think of any, well i'll try to th- really said what would you approve and i'm sitting there i can't think of anything <laughs>
1: If there's nothing to improve, it's perfect. It's a that's five-star it. book.
0: Five-star book. It's so, a masterpiece.
1: It's a it, Michelangelo.
0: This is it. This is one of the pinnacles of comic reading. It really is. This whole thing. Da, da Vinci built this book. Well, I, it can fly. I don't like that far, but and he got Montoya on the cover. The alternate cover. Come on. Uh, Driving a SS Camaro. Yes, that's cool. That's, that is cool. That's, that's cool. Duck Knight <laughs> as Tushilus. Yes. When the when the uh, trade of this comes out, get White Knight. It is so freaking good. Next book. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 798.
1: I'll be back in just a moment.
0: Should we wait? Should we wait for him? I don't know. No, go ahead. I'm kidding. All right. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 798, written by Dan Slott, pencils by Stuart Eminen, inks by Wade Von grawbadger That's a fun name. Uh, Colors by Marty Garcia, and cover by Alex Ross. Alright, so as we know, previously on The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker has jacked up his life. Uh, Spices are broke his spidey spine in that cover. He's super flexible, Duncan. Trust me, that anatomy is incredible compared to uh, like any Spider-Man cover in the 90s. That's actually realistic anatomy. He's I mean, he's an Olympic-level gymnast, flexible, or beyond. He's fine. Getting punched a lot, though. Previously... Peter Parker screws his life. I think he finally got an apartment. He's lost pretty much everything. He's working as the science editor at the Daily Bugle paper now. That's been a big step up for him recently. But the main plotline going on recently has been Norman Osborne, a.k.a. the Green Goblin, who was injected full of nanites by Spider Man to stop him from ever being Green Goblin again. And by the way, let me tell you something. I got issues with that. <laughs> That's. Not super heroic. That's you know forcibly medicating someone. That's like forcing someone to take their meds. It's like no, you're not saying I need to make you. No, that's illegal. Anyway, anyway, let's not get that. So, the Green Goblin Norman Osborn has been trying to find a way to cure his Green Goblin cure because he must be Green Goblin so he can whoop some ass. And what he actually gets a hold of, or has gotten a hold of through a whole big chain of events, is Carnage. Carnage is the second symbiote in the Marvel Universe. It is Venom's weird, abandoned child. Because the symbiotes can reproduce uh, asexually. They just kind of drop off an egg and it grows up. And the Carnage one grew up crazy. And it, the first, it bonded with the first person it found. And where it was born was a maximum security prison. And the first person it found was a crazy dude in Cletus Cassidy, who was a mass murderer and a psycho killer. Uh, and so Carnage is a red stringy, blah, 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 big tongue, blood, blood, evil, blood, blood, I'm evil. Symbiote. Not a big Carnage fan. People think it's great. I don't like, I'm not big into it. I'm not a big fan of the cover. I like that cover. I don't know. It seems
1: a little too... Uh... Awesome. No, not awesome. Pastelish, I guess. The, the the colors are too all the colors are too vibrant.
0: What's Green Goblin? What do you want? Anyway. Yeah, fair. So Well they're trying to show like the green and the sky's like yellow green and everything's uh green goblin. Anyway, so Norman Osborne got a hold of the Carnage Symbiote. And he of course like let it rub all over him and get all up in his atoms. <laughs> and of course Carnage Symbiote being crazy, immediately starts going, "Yeah, kill, kill, kill!" And he's like, "Yes, kill." No, wait, no, wait, no, wait. And he actually manages to get control of it. And they kind of like—that's
1: like, a, a never-ending fight, man. I mean, it I is, but they
0: actually that. come to it to come to an agreement. He's like, "All right." The Cymbia just wants to kill, kill, kill. He's like, "Okay, I'm not opposed to killing, but not kill, kill, killing. All right, we're not going to kill anything that moves. We're going to kill, but do a smart, and we're going to kill Spider-Man." And Carnage is like, "Hell yeah, I can do that." Because, because. You know, he has a lot more willpower and he's a lot smarter than his past occupants. Symbiote bonds with him. It manages to take all the nanites out of his body because the symbiote bonds on a molecular level. It could just pull the nanites out, blink, drop them on the floor. And guess what? Now he's full of green goblin again, because the green goblin serum will actually regenerate in his blood cells. Awesome. That's the symbiotes for doing. that's what the nanites are doing. They're stopping that reaction. Now they're gone, reaction starts happening. This has been a big buildup over the last three issues. To the reveal of the Red Goblin, which is a Mm. mix of the Cardist symbiote with Norman Osborn. And people have been buying previous issues. We'll get that in this later. Okay. So, in the Daily Bugle office, Green Goblin shows up. And he's like, hey! And he looks like a little... It doesn't look like a mask, like his big eyes. like, ah! But, you know. It's kind of like, well, it doesn't look like a mask, because it's not. It's his face now, because he's a symbiote. And he's like, hey, you idiots always know how to get in talking about Spider-Man. But he already knows that Peter Parker's Spider-Man, because he spent the last issue beating the crap out of J. Jonah Jameson until J. Jonah gave it up. Because J. Jonah found out like two three or three issues ago. Oh. oh. And it kind of broke his little world. And so yeah, he...
1: What a... Why didn't he publish it immediately? I don't understand.
0: Uh, he has a different relationship now with Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Well, Peter Parker, he has a much different relationship. Uh, His dad was married to Aunt May, which made Mm -hmm. him and Peter Parker effectively brother-in-law. Nice. So he has a much different relationship now with Peter Parker. Okay. Um, And so after he figured out that, well, found out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, he kept under his hat, like, look, I had my issues, but I kind of get it. So. Carnage slash Norman Osborn slash Red Goblin Goblin, uh, basically tortured Jay Jonah until he gave it up, and so he and he did, and then he went out. Actually, Jay Jonah didn't say Peter Parker Spider-Man. He said he basically like said some lie for what it is, but it just from the line he dropped to like wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm remembering something now. And then he figures out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, and uh, from some reference to how he killed... Yeah, yeah, that little tidbit of
1: information. Yeah, basically, you know, like, you already
0: kill... you already dropped his girlfriend off a bridge. He's like, wait, what? Wait, what? He's like, who did I drop off a bridge? That was Peter Parker's girlfriend. That was a Gwen Stacy chick. Yeah, he's like, that, was, that was Peter Parker's girlfriend.
1: Oh, oh, son of a... No wonder he was so mad. Oh,
0: man. yeah. So in Green Goblin, guys, he jumps into the Daily Bugle office, starts smashing stuff up until Spider-Man shows up. Of course, Parker runs out, runs back into Spider-Man. I will stop you. And that's when he shifts into Red Goblin identity. Uh, so he has a tail and a big creepy teeth. At least he doesn't have a stupid tongue hanging out, thank God. Okay. Um, and so he just, of course, now he's Green Goblin strong plus Symbiote strong. And just starts whooping the crap out of him. He's able to throw pumpkin bombs that now can fly and bite and explode. And he's just oh. super he's super terrible, dangerous, badass. True. And he whoops the living hell out of our favorite Spider Man. So the point where somebody well, has to favorite is Spider-Man. Well, my that's favorite Spider Man. Well, favorite Spider Man is Miles Morales. Yeah, he, right now it is there. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, they keep destroying my Spider Man. I mean Gosh dang. They ruined silk? She wasn't a Mm Spider-Man. They ruined Spider-Woman. Oh my God! Poor Jessica Drew. Anyway, so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's a rant for another time. They he ends up running because Goblin just is beating the heck out of him. The pumpkin bombs like clamp on, like they bite, and then they explode. So he can't even dodge the dang things and get away anymore. The eventually ends up hiding out, and and also because it's a symbiote, it doesn't trigger his spider sense anymore. So he doesn't even have that to help him dodge. He's got nothing. Got nothing. And eventually, you know, he's hiding, and Red Goblin starts saying, Hey, you know what, Petey? You know, what, Spidey, if you give up right now, you surrender, oh. Oh. you agree to never be Spider Man ever again, and I won't kill your Aunt May and Mary Jane Watson and all your friends, even my son, I'll kill him too. Uh, I will kill all of them, okay? They'll be safe. But you got to never be Spider-Man again, because I really hate you. So I don't even want to hear so much as a web. Nothing. Nothing. If it happens, they're all dead. And you know I'll do it. And he hears a thwip sound and turns like, what? And then he sees, like, a Spider-Man, like, Spider-Man's shirt hanging like a surrender flag from a pole. He starts laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And Spider-Man sits there, huddled in a dark corner, saying, oh, "Well, can I I can't beat him. What can I do? but I will find a way, because I'm Spider-Man.
1: No, no. You have to open up a portal, cross over to the DC Universe, get Batman. Well,
0: all I, <laughs> well, the ending really bothered me, because it's like, you just told him you surrendered. You're lying. You're lying. You're a hero. You can't do that. That's wrong. It was a tactical retreat. But then again, he's probably thinking, God Goblin's lying anyway. He's gonna do it anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, well, think about it. Think about it. Maybe he right now... Yeah, in the end, he's lying because he's going to be Spider-Man again once he finds a way to beat Right, the and that's because he's trying to think Why? of how to beat him. Yeah, yeah, but now he has no way to beat him, so he's right. not actually lying. Right,
0: it is a tactical retreat. I understand that, yeah. but it's got to bother me. He's like, you lied to him. You could have just kept running. You lied. But then again, Red Goblin would probably, is probably going to like give it 24 hours and say, you know what? I'm killing him anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, so. uh, you know, Green Goblin plus Carnage does not equal Stable.
0: Right, in in any universe. Right, so what do I think about this book? All right, the Green Goblin is played out. There's like 500 goblins. I'm tired of it.
1: Yeah, Hobgoblin, Green Hobgoblin, Goblin, Goblin, Goblin King,
0: King yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, blah now blah, you gotta, blah. and then you don't. You take Carnage. Carnage,
1: which was a stupid symbiote to begin with.
0: Right, who I never liked in the first place. Who I, I'm just tired of Carnage. I'm tired yeah, of Carnage. You, you were
1: never a big fan of Venom to begin with.
0: I loved Venom originally. And then, during the 90s, when people went, oh, this character's popular! We're gonna put yeah. him on the cover of comic Everything. books and breakfast cereal boxes yeah. and condoms and whatever you got. Yeah. And Ooh. he'll have a giant tongue, and it'll be green stuff leaking from it. Oh my gosh, I hated that. Mm. And then, now, oh, 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 and they yeah. can reproduce asexually. Now there's 30 symbiotes out there. Yeah, yeah, and Carnage is the, is the
1: inbred hick relative of Venom. Yeah, and...
0: and Carnage has a kid named Anti-Venom, or... Not anti venom, some other stupid Doesn't thing. Matter. Doesn't matter.
1: No.
0: Doesn't matter. So. Uh, and so it just is basically you took two things. I'm like, I kind of like Green Goblin, but, ugh, I hate Venom. I mean, I hate Carnage. I'm okay with Venom. And as long as his tongue's not sticking out with green goo coming off it, come on now. And it's not for Grace. Come on. The <laughs> that was awful. That whole movie had so many that's problems. That's true. <laughs> Hey, Eddie Brocker is a giant weight, six foot three weightlifter. Who should we get to play him in a movie? How about that? Five, How about that skinny five, kid from that '70s show? Five foot
1: kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's the
0: ticket. Yeah. Oh
1: God.
0: Many anyway. Asian women
1: can beat him in arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, perfect symbiote.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the guy. That's that. They look the same. <sighs> I think Sam Raimi. Hate, I, I've read that Sam Raimi actually hated Venom. And that, and he was—he wanted to do Sandman, and the producers forced him to do Venom. The compromise is he got to do them both, and that's why Sandman scenes are done with gravitas and empathy, and Venom's yes. an idiot. Yes. <laughs> uh, you even actually, though Venom. You
1: actually feel for the Sandman character, but right. you, I'll, Yeah. All the the only feels I have toward Venom are like, get off, get, get off, off, the, off screen. the screen. Why are you here? You're, you're hurting me. Just oh, and
0: fine. and the producers also demanded uh, Harry Osborn would come kid goblin or young goblin yeah, or,
1: young or goblin-esque or, and or, have a
0: flying uh snowboard oh, God. yes yep yeah he hated that too uh anyway that's why i read snowboard. Anyway. yep so you're taking two things and I'm like eh Well, what i'm like and what i'm like one of you hate one of them eh. yeah and you put them together and it's not original <laughs> it's like He's now the Red Goblin. What's next? You're going to have the Purple Goblin? It's like the Hulk. You know, there's too many Hulks. Yeah,
1: yeah too many. Yeah,
0: Actually, uh, she the, the, a I, She Goblin. I gobblin. thought they
1: had solved the Hulk problem when they did the Genius Hulk thing, when he was, had the serum in his head. The...
0: That's changed, but, well...
1: Yeah, I know, but, yeah.
0: But, anyway. Anyway, this one. This one. What do you this got? This one. Giving? Well, I... I'll go ahead and give it a star rating right now. Well, I said cool. it wasn't super impressed. It wasn't bad, it, for what it was, it was well done. It just wasn't something I was looking for. Um, so it wasn't bad. It actually was kind of interesting. I, even though I have no interest in it. So hmm. it, it wasn't able to make me go, oh, what happens next? And maybe just kind of go, come on. That's what happened. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a three star. Well, uh, it
1: sounds like a two and a half. No, like, it's a purposeful comic. It's, it just didn't like it. I got,
0: that's why I said I personally didn't like it. I could see some people going nuts and loving this book. But to me, it's just really derivative and really kind of boring, and Dan Slot needs to get the hell off this book. Because <laughs> he is done with ideas. He is done. Right now, he is just throwing darts at a dartboard. Uh, Spider-Man will fight green, cl- green Goblin. Oh, wait, the dart fell and he landed onto Carnage. Oh, hey, do them both! Genius! Do yeah. them both. I'm a genius. Yeah. Got it. And Spidey will lose. All right, sure, that's a book. And and cut. And cut. So, yeah, I'll three-star. It's not bad. I don't think it's notable or great in any way. This book, however, this is time for and to complain about comic collectors destroying the comic book market. oh This book is the canon first appearance, like, recognized by the comic book agencies, of the Red Goblin. First appearance of a new major character, supposedly okay. major character. Sure. Um, The speculation about whether this book is going to be valuable in the future is wild. Um, There are multiple variant covers of the book. This book has been insanely overprinted. Uh, Going through forums and stuff online, there are stories about comic book stores having lines in front of them to get this book of complex stores getting 500 copies and the first student in line buying a hundred of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. This book is insanely overprinted. It is worthless. This is X-Men number one uh, from the 90s, okay? Multiple covers, high-demand book, way insanely over overdone. Uh, if anyone remembers, when they released X-Men number one by Jim Lee in the 1990s, it came with three covers that linked together. Or a variation of the book that fold, had one cover but folded out to the three covers. Right. Um, pretty awesome cover, actually. It was pretty, pretty neat. Those books, were like, Oh, this book's going to be worth so much someday, Jim Lee. That book you could find in dollar bins now. Any of the covers. At most, you're paying five bucks. You could usually get all three covers. All four covers for ten bucks. You know, it's not, and this book is even worse. There's so many variant covers. There's so many people buy extras. It's not going to be worth crap in the future. Especially if Red Goblin turns into a nothing character, which I see that happening, because who the okay. hell cares? Um, okay, got it. So that, I... Some people enjoy the spec- comic book speculating. They really think that's a lot of fun. I don't want to take that away from them but it's one of those things like, you're killing the industry, dude. You're killing the market. Ah, uh, i mean, That's what makes people do variant covers. That's what makes them introduce ridiculous characters so they can move extra unit without actually having to tell good stories. Right. Uh, that's my issue with this. But anyway, okay. that's, that's yep. my rant about that. Stop Excellent. buying 100, 100 copies. I saw people uh, taking pictures of the 10 copies they had bought. Why? Why? Well, I'm going to get three of them graded and one signed. No. No, just... It's not going to be worth crap. Because of you guys.
1: Alright, well, let's go on to something happier.
0: Where's my last book? That was the last book.
1: That was the last book. I am talking about happier things. happier
0: uh, times. Ah, happier times. Alright. Come on, next slide. There we go. If you want more Garth on it, why wouldn't you have that peppy, rousing talk? Uh... <laughs> Check out Garthlin's comment segments on YouTube and also every week here on the live stream. Check out my team ups at Star Trek Online and also Warframe and Secret World Legends with that Heathen Dog cat. For half your time I us looking back to Sean Murphy. Yeah, that book is great! But I didn't want to finish with it because I didn't want to put two Marvel books in a row. Well, uh, <laughs> you can also check out past streams. But uh, but also, I stream with Heathen Dog, uh, Warframe, every Sunday at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. We have a great time doing that with the Warframes, and taking my past streams.
1: And uh, you just got a, a free key from from a from a developer just recently.
0: Yes, I did, and do not ask me to name that game because it is a secret at the moment.
1: Oh, sorry. Carry on. There.
0: Why are you do that? Why are you do that to me?
1: Sorry, but no, yeah, no. Um,
0: I will be having an upcoming series, a uh, short series, and then a, a review of a mysterious new game currently in beta on Steam. Excellent. It looks interesting. Lots of cards, lots of thought. And I like that kind of stuff. But thank you very much for watching. This was John Follow- As always, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you thought about this. Let me know why Red Goblin is the best character to be introduced in Marvel last 10 years. Let me Please. know why, because I really Please. need to know why.
1: Yes, that would be helpful information.
0: Yeah, I, I find other characters far more intriguing. So tell me why. You can tell me why Batman White Knight is derivative and silly, and Sean Murphy has no talent. And I will make sure to call your parents and ask them what you know what happened to you as a kid. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, Sean oh, Murphy's kidding. greatest talent is that he's multiple people at the same time. That's true.
0: <laughs> he's like Batman. <gasps> Sean Murphy's Batman. Oh my god, Sean Murphy's Batman. That's how he knows how to write the stories? <laughs> <laughs> that Hollingsworth is Joker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, thank you, everyone. Hope you had a good time. All right, let's talk about the RNG or Heathen Dog and I will talk about something random. But not that random, because we already thought about it.
1: We already got it. We already got it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have our... Uh... Our, our favorite, not a favorite, but uh, a, a sampling of our uh, personal YouTube
0: subscriptions. Right. A YouTube. We both thought of a YouTube channel or a subscription or whatever you want to call it uh, that we really enjoy and we check it all the time. And we really th- would like to share with you because we think you'll enjoy it as well. Uh, of course, you spend more time with us. You should. But you know what? When you're done with us and the 8,000 videos we have – Check out some of these other guys. Maybe you'll really like them. So he, the dog is up first. All right. Mine is you suck at cooking. (laughs) Oh, this is,
1: it's a, it's, it's a, it's a parody of, of a cooking show. It's, it's done. It's done in first person. So as, as you can see from the, from the pictures below, uh, you, you see him, you know, uh, as, as if you're seeing through his eyes and uh, it's, it's a parody of a cooking show. It's, it's, it's a joke. All right. Uh, He actually, uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, videos that he does is only—it's a a three-minute video. Seven ways to chop an onion. One of those, (laughs) one of those ways is to take a knife and a battery put the knife in the battery and touch it to the onion and the electric knife will cut it for you. And it, and it shows like, it shows the, the, it shows the onion getting chopped up perfectly. <laughs> like, like instantly, you know, there's another one where the other way to chop, to chop an onion is to take onion and smash against the wall really hard. He smashes against the wall. Really hard and Bam. And it, it explodes. And it turns into perfectly cute perfect onion. little pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It's stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it, he comes out with something about every Tuesday you know, some sometimes he skips a week because this is this is not his day job, you know, but uh, but all, all of his stuff is very well done. It's very, it's very well produced. And uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's a great he has a great sense of humor. And uh, he. he it's so it's
0: not really... necessarily someone failing at cooking things.
1: No, no, no. It, no. He, the, the the thing is, uh, all it, he doesn't give you any uh recipe amounts or sizes or dimensions or measurements or anything but if you if you eyeball it you can make the stuff that he makes you can actually do it i've done it i learned how to make guacamole from episode one. Oh, hey that's pretty good you know, I, I make my own guac and i i don't like guacamole but my, my wife does and she loves my guacamole i say well here this is how i learned it she you actually learned from this? I'm like, yeah, it's funny, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you can actually learn how to cook some things and be entertained at the same time. So, Very cool. Yeah, there's, there, there's mine.
0: That sounds really cool. I should check that out. All right, and my pick is Gamesack, where all your dreams come true. Uh is hosted by two guys named Joe and Dave. There's their picture. They're lovely mugs. Uh, this is a really professionally produced series uh, dealing with retro gaming. Uh, occasionally they talk about some newer stuff, but it's pretty much all dedicated to retro gaming, usually consoles. Uh, some of the semi-computer consoles like the X8000, things like that. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is they'll both go through and give uh, they have their opinions about different games, of course. Sure. But they also have a lot of detailed episodes about like uh, uh, the Sony PlayStation 2 where they break down its technical capabilities. And then we'll talk about some games that they like that came out for it and what's good or bad about them. Uh, they have a great sense of humor, they play off each other. they can tell their friends, they mess with each other a lot. There's some in-jokes as you watch the episodes you've, and you become a part of. Uh, used to be every two weeks, now they're actually coming out weekly, pretty much. Ooh, nice. But the way they're able to show, like sometimes obscure games that you might not have known about, like, oh, that looks really cool! Uh, things left in Japan. And they're able to bring it out in a way where you don't have to be a hardcore... Uh, gamer to want to just be interested You can see a game you don't really like but the way we talk about it makes it sound Interesting or funny And I really love The spin they bring to things they both have very Different opinions about things uh, Joe was a big Sega guy Dave's a big Nintendo Guy mm-hmm. and They kind of they play it for play off each other for laughs About that kind of stuff uh, Actually
1: in in that picture Joe looks like a relative Like a like a younger brother Of the actors whose name I can't Think of he played Hellboy
0: Yeah, Ron Perlman. There you go. Yeah, he looks like a younger (laughs) brother of Ron Perlman. Yeah, he does kind of have that look. Yeah, he's Um, got that look. But just from watching this year, I've learned a lot about some older games. uh, Things I'm like, oh yeah, I got that game. I should check that out again. Or even like when I'm through in a thrift store or something, I'll see a game that I saw reviewed on their show and be able to say, oh, I know that game is awesome, and I could pick it up for Mm three bucks. And it's really kind of expanded like what I've seen out there. It's been really interesting going through it. And just also seeing, like, well, they talk about, like, the Sega Saturn on the Sega Saturn episode. They're not only talking about the system, but, like, why it failed. They even have, like, a, a Saturn versus PlayStation 1 episode, because those are direct competitors. And they kind of talk about which is better, which, you know, what, what you know, hardware, software, what's going on with them. And the production values are incredibly high. Uh, Joe is actually, in his day job, a professional video producer, apparently. Oh, uh, so he, re- So the show looks really good. Uh, the early episodes don't look great. They look like two guys who sat down in front of a camera. But the current episodes like, just look fantastic.
1: Like uh, us a little
0: bit? Yeah, we look a little better than their first few episodes. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, just great production values, fun information, great to hear the stuff going on. Every episode is a little different. They have always new stuff going on. And it just gives you a nice background for a lot of these retro games. Like, if you're playing, like, current Mario games, you get to see older stuff. They don't really focus on, like... And they don't focus on just, like, the big titles. So you see a lot of the lesser stuff you might not have known about. But you're actually like, oh, I wish I hadn't missed that game. But you could check it out again. So, really, really interesting stuff. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's, it's the YouTube channel I watch the most. Uh, game GameSack.
1: Great. Hey, and uh do you guys have a have a favorite uh, YouTube subscription that uh, that you want us to know about? Please leave it in the comments.
0: That's right. We're for- always looking for something yeah. good.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if you like it, we might like it too. So, we want to check it out.
0: That's so right.
1: Leave it in the comments below, throw it in the chat
0: right yeah. over there. Do you have a, an anime reviewer you think Heathen Dog might uh yeah, be interested there, in hearing about?
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: You yeah, have someone who talks about comic books you think I might like to hear about? Let us know. And we'd be happy to check them out and Maybe a uh, crib off them and get better ourselves. You never know.
1: Yes, yes, we are.
0: <laughs> we I, We are not
1: above cheating.
0: No, no, we we don't no, take any no, measure to improve.
1: No, we don't have rules and morals and things you call stuff like that. No, no.
0: Uh, Duncan I says regular car reviews, not for the faint of heart, and Jonathan Bird's Blue World, PBS Nature stuff.
1: That's PBS Nature stuff. That sounds good. I might check that out. Yeah, it, especially for my son because he loves that stuff. I mean, I, I I thought he was gonna be scared the very first time he saw like a lion take down a gazelle or something. He was like, "Oh, that's the awesomest thing I've ever seen!" Like <laughs> you realize that guy's that 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 animal's dead now, right? Well, yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, but yeah, but it's food, right?
0: Well, yeah. it is now. He's six, and he's like, "It's it's for food. It's okay." All right. <laughs> oh, school. All right. Thank you, everyone. Hope you appreciate this. Uh, remember, International Tabletop Day is coming 20th of April, uh, 2018. Uh, so play a game with your family or friends or even complete strangers. If you're playing, playing a game, let us know. Send us a picture. Yeah, send us a picture. We, we like that to kind of it. stuff. Uh, yes. Go ahead and send us pictures, tweets, and notes of any of your games. And we might even feature them on the live stream. You never know. And the one we like the most could even win a Legion of Myth t-shirt. So, hey, I like that. Huh? Well, huh? no,
1: no, not could even win. The one we like the most will what? win. What? It says will. Ah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Don't don't mess with them. I like it. Tell, people. People, so. All Tell right.
0: them how it is. Yeah, so definitely take part of that. International Tabletop Day, we definitely encourage everyone to play some games with your friends and family. If you don't like your family, you can play a game. Play a game where you're sure. going to murder them. It'll be great. Oh. Not literally, but you know, figure to me. On International
1: Tabletop Day, I haven't decided which game I'm going to play. I'm either going to play uh, 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 Talisman. Oh,
0: don't why would you do you that of... to your friends? Don't do that.
1: Oh, Talisman's good. <laughs> or my favorite tabletop game. Dungeon. not you should remember. No.
0: Axis and Allies.
1: No. It, I did it on this live stream like a year ago. Monopoly? Year year ago. No. I don't know. Oh, God. Did the atmosphere series? Remember the? Oh,
0: yeah, that yes. was. See, I blocked that. Yes. You blocked it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I am uh, no, I just don't I really love... consider that a board game. It is, it is a is. board game. It is. It, it, it is. It, is. It,
1: it, it used a VCR as well, but now you could just use
0: the YouTube. The yeah, YouTube. yeah.
1: You could use the YouTubes now instead, but yeah. I, I have them on my
0: server. I guess so. that counts. I guess that counts. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. As always, check out Max and Algerian streams. Max streams... Max Leo of Legion Myth. Streams Friday at 1900 Central European Time. That's noon here in the... That East Coast? Central?
1: That is uh, Central European Time.
0: No, I mean, it's noon uh, here. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, it's, noon, it's noon Eastern Time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, also, uh, he's potentially going to YouTube some Crowfall or Star System. Crowfall is beta and might be full release pretty soon. I didn't eh, get an email. Nah, I I get an email that's all I'm saying. So I don't yeah, think yeah, you didn't get an email, yeah. yeah and yeah. April 24th, Battletech comes out, so that should be fun. Yes. Uh, I'm interested in that one myself. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Elgarian streams Shroud of the Avatar Tuesday to Wednesday, and pretty much any other day he feels yeah, like yeah. it. Uh, Shroud of the Avatar is in full release week. now. Yes. Yes.
1: Although although uh, Elgarian like, likes to say it's soft release because there's still some bugs, apparently, in the uh, in the early quests. So, yeah, it's kind of
0: rough. There's still bugs in the early quest. That's, yeah, no, it's not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great game. I get a good following of that, and you should definitely check it out. Also, check out uh, his links uh, of Royal Players of the Avatar, Com, and sodahelp.org. Definitely. There's there's no bugs in those. That's those right. Bugs. That we know of. So, definitely use those for all your Shroud of the Avatar needs. Here's our streaming schedule. Memorize it. Love it. Enjoy it. It is good. Because we have, on Sunday, we got the 900. Central? Oh, hey, that's, thanks. That's two... PM. Maybe. Well, that's 10 Eastern. We said, anyway, at 10 Eastern yeah. on Sunday we got Warframe. On t- at 8 Central Monday we got Overlord with Heathen Dog. Tuesday 9 a.m Central Elgarian Shred the Avatar. Wednesday 9 a.m Elgarian Shred the Avatar. Thursday 9 p.m Central Team Up Star Trek Online. Heathen Dog Garthon. Uh, Friday. At 1900 Central European time. Max Leo. It's noon,
1: yeah, noon, uh, noon, noon Central, 1 Eastern.
0: Yeah, Planet Nomads. And Saturday, as you all know, right 8 here. Central, You're watching 9 Eastern. It right You're right, right here, right now. The Legion with live stream. Yes. No word on when the Foundry will be back up. No! No, the Foundry is down. So I don't know what we're going to do on Thursday. We might do something else. We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, we, we, we could jump back into... Uh... Uh, secret world we or... could do that or we, we could play axis and allies we we could be we could be germany and japan oh
0: lord and take over the world we could do that you already lost to them once yes, we that's could why i want to be them. Uh, I want, I well to be well we'll talk about it we'll talk about right, it right, we'll figure out that's a good idea all though i'm right. not saying no
1: yeah okay it's a free game so it's
0: not going to cost you money that's okay. right so remember to like subscribe or comment you can follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash legion of myth through youtube look up, go to youtube look up legion of myth ig mm-hmm. g2a check that out 70,000 products shoot anywhere video games pre-releases tweet us at legion of myth go to our discord channel follow, follow us on amino aminoapps.com slash c slash legion of myth and remember right. the audio version is available through soundcloud itunes and google play music thanks duncan thanks everyone for hanging out with us we appreciate all your comments and help as always, you can support the Legion of Myth through Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Legion Myth, through our Streamlabs donations, directly through PayPal. Get your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Attract those you wish to attract with your Legion of Myth gear. That's how Heathen Dog and I found each other.
1: Exactly. Love at first purchase of gear.
0: Something like that. Anyway, here's our credits. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy and have a great Darnell Anomaly.